You're listening to Market Scale Hospitality. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have the pleasure of having a conversation with the CTO and Chief Robot Whisperer of Savvy Oak, Tessa Lau. Tessa, how are you today? I'm doing great. Nice to meet you, Sean. That's a fancy title you have there. What is it about robots that just means so much to you? You know, robots capture everyone's imagination. But what really got me into robotics is just really thinking that this is the technology that's going to change the world. Um, I was in software before, and uh, the reason I got into robotics was because I think they have a potential to really change people's lives in a way that a lot of other technology just can't do when it's sitting behind a screen. So I'm super excited to be here and talk about robots. Oh, do you think it's that tangible sort of visible um, feedback that you get from a robot that maybe a piece of software doesn't give? Is that part of maybe the thing? For me, it's really that robots can touch people and, and change people's lives. Um, one of the inspirations for me to get into robotics actually was a, a project called Robots for Humanity. It was run out of a, a previous company called Willow Garage. And it was really about using robots to enable disabled people to do activities of daily living. So imagine you're confined to a wheelchair and you can't even feed yourself. What if you could have a robot bring you that bottle of beer from the fridge or open that yogurt for you? And so that really inspired me to get into robotics. And that's why I'm still here. Well, now, and one thing that I've always noticed whenever I talked about anybody about robots or who's in robotics, we always run into the we need to make it look human. And I don't know that necessarily that's a requirement. It seems like something that you've been working on recently is more about functionality. Yes, it has a pleasing form, but it doesn't have to look like my cousin Steve. Right. Well, I think we're all, we've all been spoiled by all of the sci-fi movies and TV shows and everything out there that makes us think that robots are going to look just like us and they're going to be able to do all the things that we can do. But honestly, the reality right now is that robots are kind of stupid. And so when you make them look like people, uh, you set up all these expectations that really robotics today just can't fulfill. And so one of the challenges in designing robots to get them out into the world and working alongside people that we're doing at Savvy Oak, one of those challenges has been how do we set people's expectations appropriately? And by making robots look less human, we're actually trying to reset those expectations to something more realistic and uh, make it so that people can interact with our robots at the right level. So I want to focus on just three main areas that robotics could benefit immediately, something that you're already working on. There, there are three areas that you focus on there at Savvy Oak. Since this is the hospitality podcast, let's start there. Tell me a little bit about the way you are literally causing a revolution in the way that hotels handle this sort of technical interaction for their guests. So one of the there's several challenges in hospitality that we're really trying to address. Um, one of them is really providing a consistent level of service at a reasonable price point for their guests. And that's where Relay comes in. Relay is a room service delivery robot. He can bring um, bags of food or snacks or toothbrushes up to guests who are staying in the hotel. And he does this fully autonomously. Um, he parks at the front desk, and when you call down and say, I want a sandwich, front desk staff runs over with your sandwich, pops it into the relay, and relay goes up to your room. He knows how to take the elevator. 
He knows how to drive down the hallway by himself. And when he gets to your door, he calls you and he says, hey, your sandwich is here. Come get it. And you come to your door. You don't even have to be dressed. And you grab your item and then Relay goes back home. And so that's allowing our, our customers to actually uh, create this experience of consistent high levels of service for all of their customers. Now, not to put too fine a point on this or to cause any sort of, you know, chaos, but is there a reason you couldn't have called it Rolanda? Is there a reason it has to be a guy? <laughs> it does. No. Um, in fact, some of our customers, all of our customers give Relay a, a custom name. And uh, we've had the vari a variety of names. Some of them are male. Some of them are female. I personally haven't looked under his skirt, so I, I don't know for sure that it's a boy. But uh, I prefer to think of them as boys because they don't always listen to me. You know what? That that right there is the answer. You could have just led with that. That makes total sense. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, just the way. First off, it's super cool. That, that's the first thing I had to say about this working out the bugs and the kinks and and getting through all the mechanics of having it be dependable probably has to be that's the number one challenge that you have it's not the design it's not what color is it going to be it's how do we make this thing ironclad how do we make this thing dependable and coming from the software side you're probably all too aware of just how much of a challenge that is absolutely yeah, um, I'm right now. I'm uh, I'm working on the operations side of, of the Savvy Oak business, and so my day to day is really looking you know, being like a robot nanny. I'm I'm looking across the fleet. I'm seeing uh, you know which robots are doing well, which ones are having trouble, and if the ones that are having trouble, you know, how do we actually figure out what's going wrong and make it so that those things don't happen again? So you can think of my job as being a robot babysitter right now. Now, as being a, sort of a software nerd myself. And without giving away any, you know, corporate secrets, I'm assuming that if you see a behavior or you see an issue or a bug, you can actually push out a mass update to prevent that from happening in certain units and to help resolve that problem in other units. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, one uh, one novel thing that we're doing in our business is that we're running robots as a service. So uh, just like any other software as a service platform, anytime any bugs get fixed, they get rolled out to the entire fleet. And so everyone can take advantage of the latest and the greatest on their model of Relay Robot. Um, we're always making changes and making things better for all of our customers. And we're doing that based on things that we learn from those problem cases that we find. You know, what's really interesting about that uh product as a service is you're not saying, hey, thanks for buying 400 of these. We'll see you down the road. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the cool thing is that they buy 400 of those and those robots automatically update themselves. You know, as we bring new features online and as we fix bugs and make it more robust, they'll automatically get the benefit of all of those things. So now let's take this from the realm of hospitality and me sleeping in a room that is not in my house. And let's say I lived in a high-rise building. That's a second area that I wanted to talk about. I live in a high-rise building. I get packages delivered. I get stuff that happens all the time. I don't want to be riding up and down in the elevator all the time. Tell me how Relay addresses that environment. It's very close to the hotel environment, but just a little bit different. It is. And in fact, we have one, um, one Relay deployed in a high-rise residential property in Los Angeles. 
Um, it's 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 the 10,000, and they have a robot butler that they call Charlie, which is a relay underneath. And one of the use cases that we found in high-rise residential that I'm super excited about is getting those Amazon packages straight to your door. Um, this is a, a pain point, actually, that the high-rise residential uh, property owners have because everyone's ordering from Amazon or or DoorDash or Uber Eats or getting their dry cleaning delivered or those new meal kit deliveries like Blue Apron and all of that stuff lands at the front desk. And so, you know, dealing with all of those influx of packages, sometimes uh, those customers are trying to hire staff just to deal with those packages. Well, if we have a relay on board, he can actually bring those packages straight to people's doors so they don't pile up at the front desk and you get your Amazon boxes a lot faster. Now, when you talk about Relay being autonomous, let me get uber nerdy here for just a second. So I have, let's say one Relay is not a lot, enough. Let's say in my building, I need 20. They're all going to be using, I'm assuming, the same wireless network. They're all going to connect to get their information and their updates and their knowledge from the Wi-Fi. Can they differentiate themselves so that they're not chattering over each other? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have uh, many, many robots working in the same facility. Um, actually, a good example of that is FedEx, where we have, um, I, I think FedEx has seven of our robots right now, and they're all doing deliveries in their uh, repair facility. And, you know, Relay looks at other relays. He coordinates his efforts so that um, you can, for example, if you need one delivery, uh, the closest relay comes to pick it up. So uh, we can coordinate their efforts so that they're not tripping over each other's wheels. Oh, that's cool. So you can maximize their efficiency. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This is really a logistics problem. It's really a, a, an interesting little puzzle of if you have a fleet of robots that are all available to do certain things, which one do you dispatch? Um, and that's one of the cool things that we've been working on here at Savio. Now, it's neat that you mentioned logistics because that's the third area that I wanted to talk about. Um, let's put this in a production environment or in a manufacturing environment. Let's say I'm building, I don't know, widgets, whatever I'm building. And I, you know, I don't want to get up from my workstation and I've, I need parts and, oh, I'm missing one of these. Oh, and I, I meant to pick up some of those. Tell me how Relay kind of helps me solve that problem. So there's this thing called flow that technicians get into when they're working on a, on a puzzle or they're doing a repair of electronics or something. And they're sitting at their desk and they've got all their tools around them. And they get into this state of flow where they're just uber efficient. Um, and then you find out that you're missing a piece. And so, okay, you break the flow, you get up, you walk over to the supply depot, you find the piece on the shelf, or you ask the person there, which is even worse, because then you get into a conversation and you get distracted, and you come back and you forget what you were working on. And by the time you get back to the point where you left off, it's, it's, it's been a while. So the cool thing about Relay in that kind of environment is that he lets you maintain flow. So if you need that piece, you need to replace that screen for your cell phone or whatever, you punch a button and Relay shows up at your workstation with that part. You don't have to break your flow. You don't have to get interrupted. You can just keep doing what you're doing. Maybe, you know, do another task while you're waiting and then come back to it. But the, main, the key part of that is maintaining that efficiency. So Relay helps increase that efficiency massively. Now, in this short time that you've known me, you probably figured out that if I had a relay, I would probably use it so I wouldn't interrupt my Netflix flow to get a snack out of the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, I'm being totally honest. Of course. Of uh, course. Have you seen a usage of a relay 
that wasn't something typical like that that made you think, oh man, I didn't even think we could use them that way? The coolest thing, so I have many, many stories like this. I'll give you a couple. Um, the coolest thing I ever heard of was that uh, at one of our hotels, they had a wedding and the groom asked for Relay to be the, wing, the ring bearer in that wedding. And uh, so Relay trundled up, uh, popped open its lid, and inside there was the ring, and he was part of the ceremony, and they had a fantastic experience. They stayed at that hotel because it was a Relay-enabled hotel. I never thought that would happen, um, so that was super exciting. That's like a Star Trek episode. <laughs> it's like we're living in the future, right? We are. Um, there's another thing that I find super exciting, which is the idea that our product gives hotel staff superpowers. And I'll give you one example of that. Um, at one of our properties, this is a Holiday Inn, um, they have a limited service. So in the evenings, there's only one person on duty. She can't leave the front desk. And so she can't, uh, you know, she, she's supposed to, to stay there and, and man that front desk. Occasionally, she has to step away for a bathroom break. but Then she has to come right back. Um, and so we've seen her use Relay in an off-label way. And one of the things that she's done is that when she has to step away for whatever reason, she plants a relay in front of that desk and she sets it to do its little demo so it can show off what it is and you can interact with it and, you know, tap its screen and it does a little dance for you. And normally when she walks away from her desk and she comes back and there are people waiting there, they're really upset. They're annoyed. They have to wait. There's no one on duty. And when she does this, people come, uh, come and see relay and they're entertained. And they're happy so that by the time she gets back, um, you know, they're they're not upset at having had to wait for her. They've actually gotten to have a new experience and interact with this robot. And so she's using that to just make her job a little bit better and allow her to do things that she couldn't do. She can be in two places at once. Thanks to Relay. So you focus primarily on the big scale. You are I, I want to say you are a, a corporate and manufacturing uh, currently, Relay is something you think about in a large industry application. Do you see it getting to a point where it could be scaled down to the consumer side? Can I literally have one of these in my house, do you think? It's interesting you call that scaling down because we think of that as scaling up. Um, let me tell you why. Um, one of the things that makes it possible for us to get Relay into the world in hotels or in logistics, or in hospitals, or in high-rise residential, is that the environment there is still relatively uh, safe and clean. You know, and think of a hotel, you know, the hallways are always at least this wide. They're generally kept clean and free of clutter. There are no um, stairs around that you can trip over because they have to be ADA accessible, you know, wheelchair accessible. Um, and so Relay, um, is it, it's, it's possible to program a relay to operate in that kind of environment. Once you start thinking about going to the home, everyone's home is different. Um, I don't know about you, my home has a step down into the living room and you know, relay wouldn't be able to deal with that yet. Um, or I, I hate to admit it, but I don't often you know, keep my clean as home as a hotel. Um, and so there are you know, things on the floor that relay could trip over. Um, and so just going into unconstrained environments like the home, that's the next frontier. We think of that as, okay, once we solve the problem in the hotels and in the hospitals and in the logistics centers, then what's the next step necessary to get Relay into the home? Well, I can say this. I see a future where my children get upset 
because I asked Relay to stop vacuuming the living room and to come in and help me do something in the kitchen. That is a thing that's going to happen. That will happen. Absolutely. Hope we can be part of that. You know what? That is a problem that I will be happy to have because that'll mean I have an extremely cool robot in my house named Relay. So I'm always looking at the bright side of things. And a bright side of my day today has been getting to talk to Tessa Lau, the CTO and Chief Robot Whisperer of Savvy Oak. Tessa, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.